Look in my eyes, no, we'll be fine. Think the weed is better. I can't be tripping all the time. I can't foresee the weather. I hope a honey is from now. We'll still be together. And if you ever cross my side, I'll be me forever. 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 So cross my tears and down my eyes. I got me me forever. And if you ever cross my side, I'll be me forever. For the homies, nigga, I don't need a reason why no, uh, All them days that we done spit up, better getting by If you ever cross my side, I'll be me forever Still following the cops, I like my dogs I want them free forever I know you staying by that law So keep it G forever Just hold your head up, won't be long So you can see the weather Just hold your head up, won't be long We'll hide the streets together Hold your head up I swear sometimes I've been so low it's hard to get up Fucked up my mind, I stooped this low to get this spread up Ain't time to be humble, young man rumble I can't let up, keep this shit together Gotta Look keep in my, my eyes, know we'll be fine I think the weed is better You can't be tripping all the time you can't foresee the weather I hope a honey is from now We'll still be together Know if you ever cross my side I'll be me forever Peace, peace, peace. Grand Rising, Grand Rising. Radio Rising in the building. This is Ghetto to Glory Intellectual Outlets from Ghetto Perspectives. What's going on, family? This is episode four. Ghetto to Glory, Intellectual Outlooks from Ghetto Perspectives. This episode is titled, I Am Not the Goat, I'm the Newt. I Am Not the Goat, I'm the Newt. As I take this ride from Delaware to New Jersey, so the concept of this episode actually came from a very in, uh, a very interesting conversation I was having with my homie that I was um, that I met down here in Delaware. One of the first people I met that I actually hung out with, chill, got to know on a more personal level. Shout out my man. His name is uh, Beyond the Wave. Beyond the Wave on Instagram at Beyond the Wave. Word, Shot Town, homie. But um, the story goes as such, because I've been had the concept of of you know what I mean, being the newt. But as far as the go aspect. You know what I mean? That kind of grew within the conversation that we was having together. So, we got to go way back in order to kind of tell this story. And I'm going back to about 2004 when I'm having a conversation with my dad. Having a conversation with my father about 
post-traumatic stress from slavery, PTSS. Ironically, my godfather just sent me a post about it the other day, and that was my response. Oh yeah, me and my father was building on this for a while. And I say building on this for a while as if it's a continuation to it because yes, I still speak to my father even though he's no longer here in the physical presence. But back to that, we're listening to a radio station, WBAI, 99.5 WBAI in the New York area. And this was 2005. I heard they weren't the same as they were back then, but hey, things change. So we're listening to this radio station and there's an excerpt from a woman who's supposedly advocating for reparations, for um, descendants of slavery. And in this excerpt, she explains to whoever the audience is in a kind of a Matthew McConaughey, um, a time to kill type fashion, explaining that important to people in the mind states of a slave mother who has to educate her child on not only the ins and outs of slavery but to a more extreme effect have to educate your child on how to be raped you know what I mean? This, this, and went into detail. You know what I mean? This, this, this man, or one of these people, are gonna come take you away from me. There's nothing I'm gonna be able to do about it, or I won't be here. Just the explanation of that, like the things that will happen to me if I don't stop them from doing something that you're ultimately are gonna be traumatized by. And they're going to come. They're going to do this to you. They're going to do that to you. This is going to be like this. This is going to be like that. And I'll leave it to your imagination to what this and that is going to be. We know what rape is. And we're talking about children at the earliest ages. Let's go four, five, six. Pretty sure your imagination could take you if these people are commit, creating these savages, these savage acts, then there's no real limitation on age when you dehumanize these people. So let's just say four, five, six. I'm educating my, my son or daughter on what's going to happen to you to the point where that child then grows up. And that child has this conditioning, not only this conditioning, this education from my parent, my creator, my mother, the first love I have in my life. And it's like that from child from parent to child, parent to child. Child grows up, is forced to have a child nonetheless. And their child is going to go through these circumstances. 
And a night child for f 500 years, bro. And you can go deeper to the overseers. What would happen if you, if you did even think about freedom? You even have a discussion about it. Not to mention if you attempted it. What would happen to you when the overseers caught you? Even if you attempted to try to free your mind. Fast forward to where we are now. You have mothers who just want the best for their child and the worst is based off of these traumatized these traumatizations, I guess, if that's a word. These traumas that are that are deeply rooted within the DNA of a of a person. The DNA of a person. It's in our DNA. If you're a descendant of slavery in America, it's in your DNA not to trust colonizers. Not to trust people of authority. Not to trust your mama and your daddy. Because you know they don't know what's going on. Because of the authority. Because of the conditions and the rules that are set in place. That's deep. That's deep as fuck. That's like, man, what? That's the depths that I grew up in, though. You know what I mean? Since, since I can remember, my father been educating me on what I need to do to offset these traumas. These generationally branded lifelong traumas. And I'm his baby, I'm his last child. So it's like, I'm pretty sure all of my brothers and sisters, my siblings have, I mean, he's had this mentality in his mind state for some time. So for him to like, really like, I got, I got the information with the kinks worked out of it is what I'm saying. When I would leave out my house, there was a poster on the back of the door. I would leave out my house. I think it's a meme now. Where the guy's hanging from the tree and then, you know what I mean? Sorry for the graphic images, but his nuts, his genitals, his dick and his balls are, are in his mouth. From what they call a picnic. We're going to pick a nigga, we're going to burn this motherfucker, we're going to enjoy this shit. Because we despise these people. In this time, in this day and era. And there's a little girl smiling, standing right by the body, standing right by the hanging body with his dick and balls hanging out his mouth. She can't be no older than seven. Six, seven. No younger than four or five. With smiles on her face. I had that picture on the back of my door since 10. 11, 12 years old, I would leave out of my house to go to school, to go to work, to go into society with this picture on the back of the door and a whole lot of other pictures. It was a big poster 
that described, that had a timeline of the ending of slavery. And then it went into civil rights on how the brutality didn't stop. Just because this one event or this one uh, status quo ended. People ain't just turn their hatred off. It's like, oh, it's over? All right, word, damn. All right, hey, you, you want a sandwich, buddy? <laughs> that didn't happen. It's still not happening on a lot of levels. You know what I mean? So all that to be said to get back to the episode and fast forward back to, you know what I mean, where I'm at now. Last year I meet this kid. Oh, wait, let's go back to uh, the nude aspect. Let's break down the nude aspect. So I'm watching the Discovery Channel. My son loves animals. Always watching the Discovery Channel. Also always watching Natural Geographics. Always learning about nature. Since I was little. I mean, my son just picked up the habit. And he built, rebuilt my interest. So I'm watching it with him. And I see this episode about newts. Or just one section of the show about newts. And they're talking about the instinctive code in a newt. That when their eggs first hatch, their first moments into the new world, into their new existence. From birth, from coming out of their parent as an egg, from spending nothing but isolated time within that egg... to that egg being hatched and when that egg hatches instinctively the very first thing that a newt does is climb trees to avoid predators the very first thing they do is to climb the tree to avoid the predators how do they know that How do they know to do that? You have, I mean, this is your very first moment into this world, into the new world. How do you know? So, in that sense, it's like, what are we doing? In that sense, it's like, all right, how do they know to do that? And my imagination automatically took me to that WBAI conversation, to that post-traumatic stress syndrome to slavery. Why do we fear the police so much? Why do we fear authority, um, governmental authority, any authority in America on that level, coming from the quote-unquote black community? Which, is, which primarily exists or consists of descendants of slavery. How? Like why? Why do we have these conditions to where we, we react to the quote-unquote the man? Even that title, the man. You know what I mean? Like, Them people ain't going to do that. You ain't going to be able to get that job. You ain't going to be able to do this. You ain't going to be able to do that. They're not going to let you do that. Or you know they don't like when them do this. 
Where does that come from? If not the post-traumatic stress from prior conditions living under the regime of these people. These people? What do you mean these? Yeah, these people. <laughs> because there's a long line of history about what people have done to other people. Long lines of history. You know what I mean? Long, long, long. And I'm not singling out a certain, you know what I mean, group of people for purposes of hate. This is history. You know what I mean? This is history. If you can't deal with the history, because it's not my history, it's not your history, it's the history. I mean, you got issues within yourself that you need to deal with, because I'm on the butt end of it. I'm the butt of the joke throughout the whole time. You know what I mean? So if I could stand here strong enough to have a conversation about it, you know what I mean? And deal with it in the terms of trying to heal from it, then we should all be doing that shit together, right? Should all be healing together so we can go forward healed. So you're not traumatized by the guilt of it. I'm not traumatized by the shame of going through it. We can get through it, but I digress. So I'm like, I take that to put it with the newt. Like, damn. How much trauma did this creature's ancestors have to go through? How many possums, raccoons, snakes, you know what I mean, came up and ate this species right at this moment? You know what I mean? How many made it up the tree and had to deal with survivor's remorse? Because they knew behind me trauma was happening. You know what I mean? Trauma. Absolute trauma too. Like, you see that arms, legs getting ripped off. Like, you can imagine what these animals are doing to these other creatures. Predator and prey. You know what I mean? So, that, mixed with that, it was like, yo, I thought about that aspect. Like, damn, like, so post-traumatic stress from slavery, the new... Yeah, I mean, dealing with this post-traumatic stress from coming into the world and people just trying to destroy you right at your entry. And you having to signal that to your future generations of, of newts or in our perspective, future generation of young black men and women that's going to come up in this country and have to, you know what I mean, find a way from scratch. So... Go back to taking my boy, my meeting with my boy, I meet him in an Uber. And um, he's crossing the bridge. I'm driving Uber in Delaware. He's crossing the bridge in New Jersey to go to his uh, warehouse job. So he like, yo, bro, I do this all the time. You know what I mean? Like, let's link up. We can work something out together. So I'm like, all right, true. You know what I mean? Oh, you do... Video, audio, I forgot he do video, audio services. You know what I mean? Like he shoot commercials for people, stuff, people, brands, stuff like that. Got his own business. Works at this warehouse doing the do. 
So I'm like, I, I need those services as well. So let's, we might as well network fully. I, I write music. I do this. I need to promote my stuff. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm, it's just me doing all my stuff. So I definitely could use a hand behind the camera. So we link up. Taking to work for like three months. Like, no, it was like, it was like two months. I mean, his car broke down. So he just needed a ride where he could save some money. Da, da, da. So I'm like, no doubt. I'm gonna, I mean, cheapest I can, cheapest I can get you there without it affecting me. I got you. I crossed the bridge anyway to do, to drive. I got you. So one day, right? One day, taking him to work. He's running behind, running late. He's like, man, I'm starving. Oh my God, I'm starving. I'm starving right now. Now that I say that, so if I start chewing, just know I'm munching a little bit. I apologize. Like he's like I'm starving, bro. Oh man, he like, but I can't be late, man. So you know what? He's like, man, bunk that. I, I don't care. I get some food. Let me get some food. He's going back and forth with himself about what he wanted to do. I don't like that myself. If I if I'm hungry, I need to get something to eat. If it was I was by myself and I was on my way to work, I'm gonna be late that day. If I if I didn't get to eat, I'm gonna be late that day because I'm stopping to get something to eat. And I don't got to lie about it. I'll tell you, no, I was starving. I, I'm more productive after I ate rather than me out here doing what y'all need me to do, starving. So that made me personally. But you got me. You know I mean? If your boss going to get at you for being late, da-da-da, I got you. So he like, um, uh, you know what, just take I'm like, you know what? You want McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's. I promise you. I don't. I, I, I wouldn't even, I don't even want to, I didn't even want to get him the food because I'm like, it's not even nourishing your body. But anyway, I'm not going to go against McDonald's like that. You eat what you want to eat, do what you got to do. You want to fill his stomach up. I'm like, you know what? I take you to work. I'm going to go get your food and I'm going to bring it back to you. By the time you finish loading up, doing what you got to do, you know what I mean? I'll be back with your food. You can eat. That way you don't miss a sweat. He's like, bro, you don't got to do that, bro. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't got to do that. I'm like, nah. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, you good. Like, I got you. you know what I mean? Like, I, we're supposed to be looking each other out. Which comes back in the story later. We're supposed to be helping each other out. You know what I mean? I got you. you know what I mean? Getting you to where you need to get to helps me out. You know what I mean? Gives me, I mean, giving is way better than receiving. And you'll learn that once you start giving in your life. I promise you. But anyway, he gets his food. I go about my day. He go about his day. About two hours later, I get a text message. Text message says, yo, bro, you the GOAT. So I'm like, oh, man, like, I mean, I appreciate the appreciation. You know what I mean? I'm like, why? Why you say that? He's like, bro, I'm... I'm, I ate, I'm good, I'm replenished, I got mad energy, I'm doing what I gotta do. You know what I mean? I would, I would have been, I'd have been messed up if I'd have, you know what I mean, not ate. I'd have been horrible. No telling what I'd have been, how my attitude would have been. Like, you the GOAT. I was like, nah, I'm not the GOAT, I'm the new. <laughs> and he was like, explain. So I'm like, I mean, I, and I basically explained to him everything that I just explained to y'all. Like, this is what it is. Oh. Sometimes you gotta get a little gangster. Sometimes you gotta get a little gangster. 
but anyway, I'm like, yo, you feel me? Like, he like, yeah, so we, then it's like, yo, we supposed to be helping each other out. Knowing where we came from, knowing what we've been through, like, we know what we've been through. We know what's up. We know what's up. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it should be instinctive what you're supposed to be doing. It shouldn't even be a thought process. It should be instinctive. It should just feel right to help your brother. Get up that tree. You know what I mean? Because they on as soon as the egg hatch. Me and my man had that conversation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo. Why stop judging people for what how they came up in the world? Coming from our community. It's like, yo. We got it bad. They, they coming at us as soon as the egg hatch, bro. A lot, not all. A lot of people in this country don't want to see us come out. Let alone live for an hour. Let alone make it to 10. Let alone make it to 21. Let alone make it to a successful career. Let alone make it to a billionaire. Let alone doing that. Coming from one of the most absolute conditioned ignorant places in the world. It's conditioned to be like that. It's conditioned to be like that. Ask Rick James. Can't go there. Can't go that way. But I'm definitely about to get in front of one of you guys. So it's like, yo, B. Imagine how strong we would be if that was the instinct that we turned on as soon as we came out, to help each other. To make sure each other was straight before ourselves. All those people that came up in the world and that, you know what I mean, that, that made a life for themselves, coming from those bottom places. Imagine if they grew up knowing or having an instinctive mind state to lead people the people that had the the nerve, the gall, the will to make something out of themselves. Imagine if they came up automatically, instinctively, just saying, yo, where my people's at that's being fucked over. And at this part of the conversation, this is for anybody that comes up in a fucked up circumstance. If you're in a house full of addicts, you know what I mean? That uh, alcoholics. You, 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 I mean, your family has alcoholism in their DNA. Grandpa drunk, grandma drunk, mama drunk, auntie drunk, everybody drunk. And you come up with the knowledge. It's like, yo, this shit is bad. 
It's killing us. You know what I mean? The instincts to turn the instincts to turn that on and be like, yo, ain't none of us drinking no more. I'm the last person that takes a sip of liquor. My son not going to drink. My daughter's not going to drink. They cause I'm gonna smack beers out of my out of my brothers and sisters' kids' hands. I'm gonna be the one to stop this vice because it's killing us. It's shortening it's shortening up the quality of our life. Who's going to create the conditions to where those are the, the habits that form? Not, uh, let's just survive habits, but now nah, we have to thrive habits. Not, I'm going to wait till I die habits. I think, you know what I mean, those signals was were given to me subconsciously. You know what I mean? Especially, oh man. Man, I know some wild, man. I got some wild people. Some wild people, boy. I know some wild people. You know what I mean? Some fearless people. I'll say that. Some fearless people. Imagine if they had that instinct to help strengthen the person left to the right of them rather than to just judge them for not, you know what I mean? Because the real issue is a lot of us grow up and television gives us the mind state about society, the society that we're in. And a lot of those programs, a lot of that coding on that television, a lot of that conditioning, mental conditioning, it's just ways to make people comfortable with an idea of what things are supposed to be, quote unquote, quote unquote, supposed to be. When really it just is what it is. So now when you go outside, when you go outside into reality, when you go out into the world, that's what it is. But television is giving you a different program and a different and because it's it's it's, it's force feeding you these images of supposals. And then you got people that watch television more than they live, more than they experience what they're seeing actually on television. So is it that far-fetched to say that television can become your reality? If I'm only watching music videos and I've never been to a concert, you know what I mean? I've never been close up. I've never been to a meet and greet. I'll say a meet and greet because that's the only effect that is gonna oppose the video is if you actually meet the person in person and get to actually pick up on the mannerisms and things of that nature in a typical conversation. Because the video, we all know, is scripted. 
majority of things on television is scripted. So it can give off uh, so it can give off this mind state of perfection or supposeds. But when you go out into the world and you deal with what it actually is, it's like, what? Oh, snap. Damn. Alright. See if it don't make you want to turn the TV off. That's what I've come into now. It's the understanding like, damn, all right. Those signals that I've been planted. Like, so when I would watch television and my dad would come in and watch me, see me watch television with my face, my jaw dropped, I'm all in it. Think, oh my God, this is amazing. It's television. So much is happening. It's amazing. My dad would come in and be like, you watching that television? That's exactly what it is. It's television. They telling lies to your vision. So it's like, oh, all right, whatever, Pops. All right, go back to watching Ninja Turtles. You watching that television? Come in there and watch They telling lies to your vision. All right, Pop. Seven years old, now eight years old. You still watching that television? They telling lies. Nine years old, they telling lies to your vision, son. 13, really, they telling lies to your vision, son. By the time I'm 15, bro, and uh, sisters, <laughs> shout out to all my females out there listening. This Ghetto to Glory Intellectual Outlooks from Ghetto Perspectives, by the way, just to give y'all a reminder, we a little, little ways through the video. But by the time I'm like 15, all I can see on TV is the lies. It's the lies. It's just like, oh, I just every time I watch, I hear my pops. You watch it. So now I'm looking for the lies. And I started finding a lot of lies. And it took away the trust that I had for television. It's like, oh, snap. They, are set, they want you to believe that this is Brooklyn, but really they shot it somewhere in New Jersey. They want you to believe this is the Sahara Desert, but they shot it somewhere in Mexico. They want you to believe that this person is, is in dire straits. But right after they say cut, that person's gonna have a frappuccino and da da da. And you mean a, a gourmet meal come back from that break to the to come back to the, the television show and then put on tears and we sop that shit up and not only do we sop it up it's subconsciously because I know people be watching movies and be like yo this shit about to make me cry like and you feel it and you know it's fake you know it's not real even if it's based on a true story, you know this person right here is not really happening to them. They're not used, that's not a real gun. They actually started using CGI because of this and the, the effects. And it's, it's all money. That was the truth. And that television, that it was all to generate money. It was all to get people to pay attention to generate money. Commercials, marketing, everything. 
that's my new chip is to try to get people to see what my father got me to see that the images and media and all that, everything that's on that television could potentially be a lie there's a lot of truth on it there's people on there who get on there to try to attempt to create truth that's what i'm doing right now you're going to watch this on the screen or listen to it in a box a box form device you know what I mean? And it's a part of the media. It's a part of the television that my pops was, it's all of it. The key is for you to do the research for yourself. That's the key to being that new, that builds that army of newts that need to come up and no predators, no predators can mess with them. Now the next generations, we we having eggs in the tree. We nesting like birds. The adults is climbing the trees, building nests. Now there ain't no predators. That should be the goal. It's impossible for a predator to get us. It's impossible for a predator to get us. We took all of those instincts that we got from that post-traumatic stress. We ain't go crying to the mom, to the possum. And the mongoose like, yo, come on, B. Like, you you ate like a hundred of us. Let like 10 of us live. That's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. The prey doesn't cry to the predator to stop eating them. The prey develops ways throughout existence throughout those generational gaps those generational um upgrades it's like yo we do more for the next generation to avoid the predators whether that be anybody whether that be in our own community all right we went through this all right damn because of post-traumatic stress through slavery, because of all those men, women, who went through these harsh circumstances, who grew up with these trauma and passing it on to their kids, it's going negatively. There's pedophilia, there's neglect. There's a lack of care, the lack of accountability, the lack of responsibility. I gotta get from behind this truck. lack of accountability like all that is from that post-traumatic stress it's from people wanting it the first thing you want to do is give up the sad thing is more people want to give up now than back then and we went through 10 times more It was 10 times worse. So I live with that. I met a young lady at the train station. I'm working, I'm doing Uber. Drop off this Spanish lady. And we had a great conversation. You know what I mean? Because as soon as she get in the car, ah, habla espanol. Si. Et tu? 
quiero aprender español. Un poquito. Ah, quiero aprender inglés. <laughs> let, me, let me go in. I put on Mark Anthony. I know the lyrics. I know the words. The literal words. Voy a Voy a bailar. Vivi La, 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 la. Like I know the words. Know the words. And she's like, oh, you know. I, I love music. Musica. So after I had that great conversation with that lady, dropped off at the train station. When I dropped off at the train station, I see this uh, this woman standing there. It's a black woman. She got Kenta cloth on. Like my dad used to wear dashikis to my graduation, to my ceremonies and stuff like that. That was his my my dad's formal way of dressing was to wear African cloth. You know what I mean? He, I, I was, I, he did his best to raise me Pan-African. To have my roots engraved within my, so I don't have, and that goes to that post-traumatic stress from slavery, so I don't have that. I'm not being fed this story of, yo, this is all you were. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, this is what you come from. Nah, I didn't come from that platform. I was giving, uh... I was given an equal platform with the authority that, with the quote-unquote authority that I was around by me, excuse me, me being given my origin, the nation that I come from, regardless of what happened in between. So with that being said, you know what I mean? I see the lady and she looks lost. And when I see her, like I said, I, I recognize her from, it's like an energy, it's an energy she's giving off. So I pull up to her, I'm like, like miss you, all right? I, I, the, we're in Long Branch. I lived in Long Branch for a year, for, I mean, for a little while. I, I know my way around the Mount County in general. I'm an Uber driver. So I'm like, you need help getting there? And she's like, um, I'm looking for this address. I'm like, all right, that got to be down this way. Um, I'm like, you need a ride? She's a perfect stranger. I don't do this. I literally don't do this at all. You know what I mean? Like, or this is rare that I do. You know what I mean? Like, not just letting people, I mean, but like I said, I saw something about her. And when I saw her, I saw myself. I saw my mother. I saw my aunt. I saw my sister. I saw, you know what I mean? A woman that needed help. And that seemed like she deserved it. So she's like, I'm like, you need a ride? She realizes I'm Uber. I got the lights, the tags in the car. She's like, um, I don't have any money. Like, I don't have, I, mean, I got to go get some money. So let me go to ATM. I'm like, nah, listen, no, don't worry about it. She's like, you sure? And I literally thought of this episode. Like, I paused. When she asked me, was I sure? I paused. And I literally thought of this episode. Like, because I had the idea for this episode a while ago. Now, literally, I'm just like, yo. I'm like, nah, I am sure. Come on, get in. I'll, I'll explain to you when you get in. So, we started having these conversations. I'm like, well, she was from Newark. I stayed in Newark for a little while. Newark, New Jersey is North Jersey. I actually stayed on off of Central before I moved to Colorado. Shout out Naima. Shout out Sequoia. 
Shout out June uh, June Lee. What's your name? Juicy June or something like that. Shout out Ashley from Georgia. Well, Ashley from Howe, who moved to Georgia. Not my Ashley now, but my Ashley then. <laughs> both Ashleys get it, so it's all right. They get it. They're both a part of the Ashley conversation. So... I stayed out in New York, so we, we have a conversation. So she sees me as a youth. She's an older woman. She's like, uh, and I'm, I'm having all these conversations about how I'm trying to uplift my people, what I'm trying to do for my environment, my community, what I'm trying to do for just in, in, in its entirety, the world around me. You know what I mean? Make it better than, make it better than it was left to me. You know what I mean? And going in, we're talking about post-traumatic stress from slavery. We're talking about music or how the music influences the youth. We're having this big conversation. And we're like A likes. We're on every topic. Oh, yeah. I have, I, oh, did you read this book? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, you, oh you're, you're in tune with that? Oh, yes. Oh, Queen of Four? Oh, my God. She's great. Back and forth. So I ended up dropping her off. Finding, we, it took a while to find where she was going because she didn't have the right address. And she finally reached out to her peoples. When she spoke to them, she's like, oh, she's like, I'm in the car. They're like, you all right? She's like, oh, yeah, no, like, I'm great. Like, I'm having a great conversation. I'm having a good time with the gentleman that's helping me out. Um, so I could be like, I'm, I'm actually going to be lost for another five minutes so we can finish this conversation. So I'm like, damn, like, I mean, like, damn, I'm appreciative. Like, damn, I appreciate that. Like, it's like, no, because your energy, like, we need this. Like, it's, it's highly needed. Throughout the world, not just in our community, throughout the world, we need this. You know what I mean? And I explained to her the episode, what I'm talking about right now. I'm not the GOAT, I'm the new. I don't want credit. When I say I'm not the GOAT, I don't want credit. You know what I mean? For the, for the work that I do. I want the success of the person that I'm helping. It's like, yo, like, nah. I mean, back when I was selling weed. I remember my homeboy had just came home from jail. And I had a little, I had a little stint selling marijuana, selling, selling that goodie. I was actually excellent at it. And I'm so mad that I stopped because right now I would have a dispensary, I promise you. Right now I would have a dispensary. And that just tell, that's another thing that tells you that you should do what you feel is right. Do what you feel is right. Do the right thing based off of your standards. I was selling marijuana, I would never sell coke, I would never sell dope, I would never sell nothing that I didn't partake in. I'm not only the client, the weed client, I'm the player president. Because I do this shit. I do it. So it's, I mean, I'm going to do it, I'm going to sell it to you, or, excuse me, I'm going to provide it for you based off of my, I mean, my use of it. And suggest it based off of my use of it. I ain't using crack. I ain't sniffing coke, I ain't shooting dope, I ain't taking X, no molly, none of that. None of that. You know what I mean? More power than anybody that does it themselves, more power to you. I'm not judging. It's on you. I know you could be 10 times better without it, but that's on you. Just like I could be 10 times better without weed. That's on you. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, I gravitated 
to doing that. But even in the stint of that, I would, like I said, right now, I would have a dispensary. The laws change, and we work to change these laws. Shout out to Method Man, shout out to Red Man, shout out to Be Real, shout out to Burner. Shout out to uh, Willie Nelson. Shout out to Cheech and Chong. Oh, oh, player, oh, player, oh, player. Shout out to everybody that advocated for marijuana for the legalization of marijuana throughout the years. But you know what I mean, like, I'll, that, the life that we live, man, you only get one. And if you let somebody else determine what your life gonna be like, if you let the stress, that post-traumatic stress determine what your life gonna be, because it is post-traumatic. It's not forever traumatic. It can be, but that's going to be your choice to make it forever traumatic. To hold on to things forever. Especially trauma. I mean, why? Why would anybody want to do that? Why would you want to hold on to trauma forever? You know what I mean? Why won't you want to hold on to the good times? To the joy. To the happiness. If you want to hold on to the trauma, hold on to both. That way you keep a balanced equation in life. That's the real deal about it. Looking at both sides. Taking the good and the bad together. And keeping a balance, knowing not to get too excited, but also knowing not to be too down in the dumps, not to beat yourself up. Remain calm. Remain calm. If I can instill any gene in my culture, in my community, in my people, it would be the calm gene. Ironically, that's where we are now. That's how we got to where we are. Shout out to everybody that said it. I don't give a fuck. And meant that shit. And did some shit because they felt that it was the right thing for them to do. I didn't learn that until I was about 33. 32. It was like, yo, bro, what? Damn. Do the right thing. That's actually what my company is named after. My company is called Spike Righteous. Ghetto to Glory is just one part of this network. It's just one show. It's the first show. It's to open the doors. The thing that I thought about the most within most recent times. So it's like, yo, and it started off completely different than what the what it actually is. I had a whole bunch of ideas, and then it got to the point where ideas started to trample over ideas, and 
over other ideas and offset the first thing I thought about is just like you know what let me find a purpose for this and I'm gonna just do it and I'm gonna let the universe got it I'm gonna let the light of the universe got it I'm gonna let the energy around me got it it's like yo this is what it's gonna be this is what it's gonna be Gonna be whatever it is gonna be. What's the ghetto? A place of fucked up conditions. Fucked up conditions meant to keep the people that placed in it down. What do two? What's the definition of two? I would say on the way to something. What's the definition of glory? What's your definition of glory? What's your definition of glorious? You feel me? Because for me, that's, I mean, actual liberation and actual freedom, actual independence. For my people. And then if it ain't culturally my people or racially my people, then better be damn sure it's my niece, my nephew, my son, my daughter, my sisters, my brothers, my mom, my fathers, because I got fathers. I grew up in I grew up in a village. That's the other part to that instinct that we losing. We losing the instinct of village. These are all the things that we grew with. If we was the newts, it's all the things that we had on us. It takes a village to raise a child. That's us. That is the core foundation of what it is to be us. Right now we satisfy with acres. With nobody on them but us. With cars that nobody else can afford but us. We bought into capitalism. And capitalism literally goes against what we are as natural people. Because if you're a capitalist, that means that you only focus on yourself. There's nothing wrong with that if yourself is everybody that you're around. Do what you got to do for your people. Because I have to invest in capitalism now for my own sake. To save my people, to save my child, to save their mothers, my children, their mothers. I have to invest in every single aspect of opportunity within this world because I don't know what's to come. I just watched a video last night on managing time. When I'm on YouTube, I'm watching educational, psychological and educational videos. Tell me about the mind and how much I don't have control of mine. Different books, different reference points to where I can be like, oh snap, that is me. I do do that. And that's not helping me get to where I'm trying to go. 
feel me? This is Ghetto to Glory Intellectual Outlooks from Ghetto Perspectives. I was watching a video on managing time and a guy was saying, he broke it down. Like if you wanna, you wanna know the value of, you wanna know the value of a year? Talk to somebody in jail. You wanna know the value of a month? Talk to a mother that gave birth prematurely. You wanna know the value of a week? Talk to a football player that lost three weeks in a row. You wanna know the value of a day? And so on and so forth. You wanna know the value of a millisecond? Talk to a sprinter who lost a race. Valuing time teaching you how to value every moment. The one thing that he did say that I, I really took took to heart was when he said um, your life time in your life like um, life should be looked at you only get once. You only get one life. So life should be looked at as if you were in a desert. Just like dying of thirst. And out of nowhere, because that's what life, that's how life is. Life happens out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, a stream of fresh water just comes through. Life is like that. So if life is like that, you shouldn't be sitting there like, oh, taking a cup and sipping on it. You know what I mean? You don't know when another stream is coming. You don't know even how it got there. You do know you was thirsty as hell prior, and now you're not. Now you got water all day. But is it all day? The moral of the story is you should be drinking it as if you there's no tomorrow, as if you don't know when this is gonna end. You should be living life as if you don't know when it's gonna end. If it ends in five minutes, what am I gonna be doing? Will I enjoy the last five minutes that I have? Go in the middle of this damn ride on my way to work. Right now. Is what I'm doing satisfying me? Was I doing my job? Was I creating some form of energy that people could live with? Are they going to say, yo, damn, Zim. Zim always did this. Zim always did this. Let's be more like Zim. He lived his life to the fullest. Are you going to inspire people like that? When I saw nothing else but death. Like I felt when Jada said I'm from a town where it go down at. I'm 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 exaggerating. I'm lowly exaggerating. I'm exaggerating on the low side when I said when I say I lost I know 40 people that died in the last 15 years. 
that's a low exaggeration. It's probably really 80. And people are like, nah, you bugging. Yeah, all right, let's start counting. I don't even want to count. But I can tell you that all that death, it makes you look at two things. It makes you look at life or it makes you look at death. I looked at death for a while, like, it, 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 it's, you can't help it. It's like, yo, damn, am I gonna go? What the fuck is gonna happen to me? Am I gonna have to hurt somebody because people was leaving under the regards of, of violence, hatred, aggression towards, you know what I mean? People that I know and love. So it's like, am I gonna have to hurt somebody? Like, am I gonna, I mean, like, it, it got to that. The thoughts of self-hurt, it got to that. Like, what is this? What is all of this? Because this ain't, I know this ain't right. I know this ain't right. Every month, to the point where it got weekly. Like, I know, I know, I mean, like, it's crazy. Ten people in a year that you know you watch grow up. They watched you grow up. From sicknesses, from gang violence, suicides. All kind of ways. All of it carrying out from the beginning of the conversation. All of it playing out due to the lack of love, empathy, and understanding given to this community. It all stems from that. People want to talk about why people are ignorant in certain cases. Do the, do the math to the statistics of Americans who still don't know how to read. Not just black Americans, just plain out Americans. Not because they don't want to, because of the circumstances that America creates. okay to do so much here but those very things that it's okay to do will have people judging you and putting you on the bottom of the totem pole why does it have to be a totem pole why can't we all stand equally in a circle and divide status evenly or better yet, why can't status be judged off of merit? I think that's the best thing I learned from going to the charter school, going to a charter school, was the merit system. There were things you can do to gain merits, and there was things you would do to get demerits. And if you got demerits, there was you can do merits to balance back your 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 status so it's like you getting demerits all day and not getting merits people ain't gonna trust you people got no faith on you you have no merit to stand on Just all demerits and then if you got a whole bunch of merits 
You can let a couple demerits slide and not even sweat it because you've done good shit for people all day. Oh, I'm, I'm 20 minutes late because I decided to sit back and smoke a joint and relax before I came in. But I never was late ever before this. I came in early most days to help out. You think they're going to be mad at you when you're 15 minutes late? I won't be if I'm the boss. I think the moral of this story is we need to learn from our mistakes. We need to learn from the past in general. In general. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And be truthful and honestly and honest about it. We need to stop trying to be goats. The greatest of all time. I love that Lupe line where he said, if it's already done, that means it's already terrific. It's like the person that originated it is the best, period. There is no one better than the person that created it. I don't care how far you advance it. If you're not paying homage to the, to the creator, You know what I mean? And that's that's just it. What what are we doing? You know what I mean? It's about you. You're 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 it. You're the end all of everything. You're the end all of everything. That's what's up, homie. That's what's up. Keep that in mind. Keep that thought. Keep that thought process, because when it's all on you, we'll see how you handle it. Everybody gonna be a leader. Everybody wanna be a leader. Who have you followed to get people, to inspire people to, to follow you? Who inspired you? Who did you follow? S simple, man. I am not the goat. I am the newt. I don't need money. I need love. I need the love of my people. All I need is the love of my crew. The whole industry could hate me. I thug my way through. Huh? I'm not the goat. I'm the new. And not only am I trying to get myself up the tree to avoid predators, I'm trying to get my family up there too. Because we've been preyed upon for a long, 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 long time. And I ain't saying we gotta become predators. But we definitely gotta get up that tree. Like I said earlier, we gotta start hatching our egg. We gotta start 
laying our eggs up there in protective spaces. You know what I mean? If it's 10 people at the corner store, why are they out there selling drugs instead of looking out for the babies? Making sure ain't nobody, you know what I mean? Why isn't there a community patrol to pull up on the police? People that are lawfully armed and ready to go to war for anybody that's violating anyone because that's our God-given right. It's your God-given right to protect yourself from any threat. God-given. Stop looking at the law book. God-given. I'm not religious at all. So, you know what I mean? My understanding of God is, is, is consciousness. It's all of us. It's all things. All things in creation. You know what I mean? The closest God to me is the people that brought me into this. My mother. The womb that I entered this world from. The seed that I entered this world from. My father. They gave me arms legs a heart and a brain and everything else that come with that shit and the right to use them however I see fit to better my life I see fit not nobody else that means a shorter time of life because of the threats that are around so be it. It's about quality, not quantity. And I'm going to tell my kids the same shit. Don't go out no sucker. Your energy will live forever. As long as you stay true to who you are and what you are, your energy shall live on forever. Shout out DMX. Shout out Tupac. Shout out Nipsey Hussle. Shout out Malcolm X. People that gave their life to be there a thousand percent on itself. No, they're not here, but what the fuck is here? You know what I mean, unless you grew up with a platinum spoon, because the silver spoon ain't even worth shit no more. You suffering. You are suffering, and your day-to-day -day consists of you finding ways on how not to. Some people find comedy, and that's the best if you can find the irony in comedy, if you can find the jewel in comedy, you'll understand why Lil Duval is the way he is. Shout out Lil Duval. When you can just look at things and see the humor in it, even the fucked up shit, even the real bad shit, when you can just look at it and find humor in it, 
It's amazing. It's amazing. Because you're able to balance out all the information. You empathize with it because you gotta you gotta put yourself all the way through it. To see what you would have to go through if it was you on the button, you on the either the victim or the or or, or the threats in either side. You gotta put yourself in all perspectives to see the irony in the situation. Most of the time. And to be able to laugh in those circumstances, especially as some of the harsh shit that goes on in this world, it takes a real strong individual to do that. Especially now. Shout out Justin Blue. Justin Blue just said something the other day about the cancel culture and how you really can't cancel somebody. Shout out the baby. Shout out the baby. They talk that freedom of speech. They talk that all that. What's going on in America is no, is no room for it. There's no room for sensitivity. We done worked all this long time to all this time to be to be strong and to have to have free will, to gain free will, and now it's all about to be stripped away. Because of how people feel about what somebody else is saying. And then and then people are searching for things to piss them off. Because if you wasn't at that concert, you would have to search online to find that video. Even if it popped up in your mentions, you still have to decide to watch it. We looking for the negative shit. And even if that man felt the way he felt, listen man. If you hate black people somewhere off, and you, I mean, you, da da da, and you, in that nigga that, and dirty this, and ignorant that, and fucking us up that, need to go back to the country that, type shit, like, you still got the freedom of speech to say that shit. Just like I got the freedom of speech to reply. Just like if you want to take it to the next level, I got the freedom to defend myself. So throughout all that, all I got to do is control me. If I got full control over me, it ain't nothing nobody else could do. If the rules are set to be fair to where we can play the fair game, now the game ain't fair no more. Now people that have no clue about the circumstance can make a statement. And somebody I have to suffer for, no matter if it's true or not, no matter if it's proved or not. People got to suffer. crazy world we live in where people would just say stuff other people would just believe it it's crazy man but I digress once again this is Ghetto to Glory Intellectual Outlooks from Ghetto Perspectives this is episode 4 I am not the GOAT I'm the new I'm not here for credit I'm not here for credit. Go check out. Go to go to ghettotoglory.com. Look at music to think of, music to think about. Go down to the bottom link. Go to my SoundCloud. 
play the zero to a hundred freestyle. Matter of fact, it's called co-written by Drake. Cause all I did was take his flow and put my words in it. Except for the end. Except for the end where I say I ain't running shit. No forest. I am no saint. I am no purist. No healer. I am no curist. Hove broke it down in that a law shit. My shit brown like yours is. They tax you too. That's extortion. 99% poor son. 1% get the biggest portion. Black folk treat it like a stepchild. Natives are America's abortion. Colonizing thoughts make this whore come. Life's a hoe till you go. So I'm smoking more blunts, more za, more runts. I'll remain calm till that war come. While you guinea pigs die of boredom. I'm going full, stockpiling more guns. More clips, more drums. I think it's time for less fun. And finally, consider all that we deal with. Naturally heal, get off that pill shit. Love one another, get off that kill shit. Your brother can't eat? Get him a meal, shit. Cops took his pole, but he could still fish. Respect all women like they your little sis. Make her your queen, not just your little bitch. Keep thinking these devils won't hit that kill switch. The native tribes were killed quick. Real quick, nigga. And that's what it is. Like, that's my reflection on what things is and what things have been for a long time. I ain't no saint. I'm not, I'm, I don't look at myself highly in this regard. I don't want credit. This is new behavior. This is me understanding the traumatic experiences that my father went through, my mother went through, his father, his mother, her father, her mother, their fathers, their mothers. On my father's side, my great, great, great grandfather bought his freedom and then he bought his wife and they started their trek of independence. So that's where my father's side, the energy that created what my father stands for, which is not taking no shit. My aunt, my uncle, my uncle like the sweetest, kindest person in the world. Shout out my Uncle Grant. Sweetest, kindest person in the world. Shout out my Aunt Sue. I love you. Love both of y'all to death. Those two people, I swear to God, like they reintroduced me to a different idea of what love could be. Like, cause I never seen two people that belong together more in my life that just feed off each other's energy got each other's back a thousandfold auntie sue uncle grant i love y'all yeah you know i mean but don't take no my uncle don't take no shit my aunt no shit my cousins no shit everybody on that side even on my mom's side I mean, my, my, her dad and her mom, no shit. 
but in a bougie manner, not in like this independent thought. It was independence, but it was like, yo, we, it was higher than independence. It's like, yo, royalty. Even in my mom's down times, like she's royalty. You don't treat me like royalty. She never not warranted respect. Crazy, man. Crazy, man. Crazy, man. Oh, man, it's been real. It's been real. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Appreciate everybody that tuned in. I appreciate everybody that, especially weekly. If you're tuning in weekly and you with me, like I'm starting this thing from scratch by myself. Don't know how to do none of this stuff. Learning as I go. And that's, oh my God, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better journey. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought, like I used to talk to them. I was stuck where I was talking to people, giving people the information that I was giving them. And I, I stuck myself because I stuck myself to people who would acknowledge what I was saying, but really didn't care about it. It wasn't going to put in the efforts that, you know what I mean? It's just like, yo, especially if I didn't. So, I mean, I apologize to everybody that I kind of pushed in a direction to, you know what I mean? Because in your mind, you're pretty sure you was thinking that I wanted you to be more like me. But I'm not, I wasn't even that. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I'm still not that. You know what I mean? I should have been off somewhere leading by example rather than sitting there running my mouth telling people what they should be doing when I wasn't doing it for myself. Jersey Shore Thank y'all for riding with me too I appreciate it Anybody listen to this on the podcast That is the engine Every time you heard that bad boy Rug up I was doing a buck 20 Had to get through, had to get here Also This episode started Right when I left off of the street That's off of where I'm from, where I live, or one of the locations that I live. So this is literally how long it takes me to get to where I'm going when I come up here. I mean, I'm a little ways away. I might go grab something to eat right now and get ready to go into this place that I've applied to to go help some more people out. Like my man, for instance. I mean, I know my, my man, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm not supposed to be doing it. They tell me I'm not supposed to be doing it. But like I said, you got to do the right thing from within your heart. You know what I mean? My man ain't got no family in the area. You know what I mean? He needed a hand. You know what I mean? So I gave him a hand. Especially where I'm coming from. So I got the man, I'm slide something in for him. Something that nobody else would have did. Because they don't want to lose their job. And I don't care about losing my job. I care about losing my life. Everything else within that, I was doing the right thing based off of my standards. So I apologize if I broke any policies or any laws that, you know what I mean, made people think that they could as well. I wasn't trying to make that example. But in that moment, I had to do what I had to do. So, like I said, thank y'all for tuning in. There go my sign right there. 
about to hit my exit. Make sure y'all check out ghettotoglory.com. If you're on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, Ghetto to Glory Instagram. YouTube link is also on the website, Ghetto to Glory YouTube, Ghetto to Glory Twitter, Ghetto to Glory Facebook. Radio Razim, R-A-Z-E-E-M, Radio Razim, Patreon. If you play Call of Duty, Radio Razim, on the Activision account, holla at me. Drop in. I mean, get some battle royale going on. 